Uni Taster Days proudly presents The Uni Guide For students, parents and teachers This is the guidance podcast you need to support you with all things about university Hello listeners and welcome back to The Uni Guide This is our sixth episode To whet your appetite and to get those cogs working Listen to this and see if you can work out what we might be talking about and focusing on in today's episode. I think they really shape my perception of university. Uh, That might sound a little bit crazy. Get to know others in a similar situation from across the country. Meeting new friends, experiencing lots of different academic subjects. It was an incredible experience. Having the experience of staying overnight at university. Sort of throwing yourself into an environment where you don't know anyone. So there's definitely a lot to look forward to there. It feels almost like I've come full circle. Did you manage to guess what our focus might be? Well, for those who didn't, it's summer schools. Okay, before we delve into summer schools, let's welcome back John, John Cheek. Hi, Tim. Hi, Jake. Really looking forward to speaking today about summer schools. And let's also welcome our special guest, who is Jake Brown. Jake, welcome to the Uni Guide. Absolutely. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, it's great to be here to talk about summer schools. It's uh, a key part of my job. I work at Lancaster University, um, so I work in our widening participation team and have led on our summer schools for um, six years now. Um, we've just worked through over having uh, 1,500 students attend summer schools I've run um, over the years in various subjects. Wow, that's certainly a lot of students there and experience we'll tap into. How about your university experience? Maybe your journey of, of how you got there and if you'd like to share there, Jake. I took quite a traditional pathway to university. I did A-levels at school, never knew what I wanted to do, um, dragged my dad all around the country for the wrong degree and ended up studying geography because it was a subject I really enjoyed. Um, did a standard four-year bachelor's with a study abroad year as part of that and then I started working at the university straight after I graduated and have done this role ever since. I'd spent a couple of stints at other universities and then um, straight back here. Okay, brilliant. Now we're all acquainted. John, let's start with maybe a definition as a place to start with. What is a summer school for you? What are your thoughts? I think summer schools for me, firstly, are an absolutely wonderful experience for students to find out more about uni. And I've, um, similar to Jake, I haven't quite worked with 1500 students, but but similar to Jake, I've been involved myself at summer schools. I, back when I worked at university, uh, I was actually a, a part of a department that that didn't have many males in it and therefore when summer school season came around they needed a certain number of males because you need to you know if anything goes wrong in the nights and stuff that that they've got males on hand that can do can help so i got i'd say dragged to dragged into help but but i every time when the the the, the call came out I, I used to love helping out at summer school so uh, i'm just a huge fan of them i think they're such a great opportunity for students to find out more about university and stay in halls of residence get used to getting up and then having activities and things it's it's a brilliant opportunity for students, and in my opinion, not enough students actually have the opportunity to go on. Okay, Jake, what does a summer school mean to you? Yeah, I think summer schools mean different things to different people, and that's quite clear as you look across all the different universities, is that what is termed a summer school at one might not necessarily be at, at everything. I think from my perspective, it's all about that experiencing of student and university life and seeing if it's something that you want to do. It's it's the best possible taster you can have if you want if you're looking at going to university and seeing what takes your fancy, it's a really powerful opportunity to live in student halls, spend time with current students and really work out um, what 
university life is like before making that kind of step into the full application process and and seeing seeing if students want to apply it's uh, what sort of experiences can you kind of expect then from a summer school who would like to to come in what do they look like typically so from a lancaster perspective it's all about that coming to stay at the university and doing a mini mini university study so you'll come and spend time with one of our academic departments try out all the different learning styles so whether that's a lecture a lab or a practical get an experience of all the different types work on an independent assignment in our library and also take part in all the social aspects of university and from kind of those years and and all those students that you've worked with generally what what sort of stuff do they get back from it what's been some of the feedback you've got anything you'd like to share some of the students say to us the most valuable thing for them is just spending time with other students from across the country they've never met, spending time with our current students living in our university halls because actually they get to have those conversations and they were a lot more confident then if when they moved to university for that first time because they've already done it for a week or a period of time beforehand. They found it so valuable to know what's going on, have that first experience of doing it before committing to the, the full degree. Is it kind of like over maybe three to five days? What what does that kind of experience look like? So you mentioned talks, um, you've got tasters, residentials, a, ch- a chance for them to stay over perhaps? Certainly for Lancaster, we see it as a um, usually a three-night, four-day residential experience. So you come and you spend the full time with us. So that is in a small subject group. So we look at groups of around 10 to 15 students per subject, spending time on our campus, um, taken around our campus, taken with our current academic staff who teach all of our university students to um, get a taste of what they're teaching and have some discussions with them as well. Um, And use all of the fantastic kit. It's a great way to see what different facilities universities have got and make the most of those. Yeah, so these summer schools, they're available across the country, aren't they? And different universities do them differently, as you say. So anything you'd like to, to share there? Um, some treat it as a series of day visits over a longer period of time. Um, some do um, online summer schools as a different option as well. So it, it's really important to do that research to work out what experiences are out there and which is the best suited because um, it's a bit of a catch-all term that can mean lots of different things to lots of different people. For some, has it been the first time that they've been away from home for that length of time from their parents? Absolutely. And it's a big conversation we've had, particularly in the last couple of years um, post-pandemic, that for a number of students, this is the furthest they've ever travelled on their own, furthest and longest they've ever been away without their parents. And that's a really big step. And living on your own with those other people um, is really important. But it's really nice to get students from right across the country um, together in one space. And we get some fantastic stories of students that have met on our summer schools and then come back and study with us as university students. And actually, they've got a really good friendship group before they've ever arrived. We actually, at one of the universities I worked with, we had a couple of students that attended the summer school, then went to university and studied together. And now, long term, have um, have got married, and they so they didn't. You know, originally, they met on the summer school, became friends at, at uni, and um, and it is an opportunity to make those lifelong friends. But one one thing I, I would add, you know, certainly for, for parents that are listening, is is it's also one of the things students struggle with when it comes to uni is that transition to university because it's such a big change. And what summer schools do is give students in a really supportive environment the opportunity to see what university is like and actually see what it is like you know if they if it might be the first time they have you know had a couple of nights or a night away from home and and that's all brilliant but actually for sometimes you know some there's some occasions where it's not for a student at all and I was working on one summer school and and a student just couldn't get used to that environment of being away and, and ended up you know leaving the summer school early 
which I know is, you know, on, you can see that as a, as a bad experience, but actually, in my view, where it was at the time, a bad experience, that student could have gone to university, applied for university, moved into a halls of residence and started a course and then had an absolutely awful environment, awful, awful, awful situation when they were actually on the course. And, and actually what that might have shown the student is they, they, they obviously haven't had a great time in that summer school, but, but what they could do if they want to go to university is, is you know, try different interventions that might get them more university ready. So I think there's, there's so many advantages of summer schools and sometimes some of the advantages aren't the ones that kind of scream out as being an advantage at the time. And I just think on the opposite side to John's point, they're a really valuable experience for parents and guardians as well. I think often if you've had um, your, your, your young person who's never been away from home and is considering university as the next step, if it's the first one to go, that's a massive step for you as they fly the nest and go off elsewhere. And I think a summer school is that nice in between step is it's not the full you're dropping them at accommodation and leaving them for a year. It's a week um, picture and we will do that bit of more intense contact. We will keep you updated on how they're doing. We will chase them to text you back if they've forgotten to let you know you've arrived safe. Happens all the time. Um, but it's a nice way for you to try out um, as a parent or guardian how it would feel for your your child to go off to university as well. What about um, kind of criteria for summer schools that may be an obvious one to think about is age. Is there age restrictions? What's your experience, Jake? So currently we look at year 12 at the end of year 12 or year 13. Um, that is not by any means all we will ever do, though. We have previously run summer schools for younger years. I know we used to run a year 10 and 11 study skills summer school. That was a very different experience for young people to come along and attend um, because you're in a new world and um, they're a bit younger. And it's a very different experience for us as well. Um, but particularly in that kind of post 16, um, year 12, 13 area, there's all sorts of uh, opportunities out there okay so these seem like a really good opportunity and we've, we've definitely made some strong points there i guess then for the kind of parents and carers and any any teachers listening want to kind of advise how do you apply for these summer schools typically so I think the first stage is finding out they're taking place, which can often be a challenge and working out um, where to go and, and what takes place with them. Um, I think um, if once you've found them out, and we'll talk about that in where, to, where you can find that more information, that research, um, it's usually a, um, something you'll deal directly with the university with, whether that's a quick online form. I suspect most universities have moved to the online um, form now, um, often asking for a parental consent form as well, and in some cases a teacher uh, or school reference. That's not a full reference like you would see on a university application from the teacher. It's more just a sense check for the university to go, yes, we're happy. In some cases, summer schools take place during term time, particularly towards the end of year 12, traditionally in that July period. So if we're asking students to attend during term time, we've just got to check with school. That's OK. Um, we uh, want to keep it as simple as possible um, for people to apply and take part. And that's certainly our mantra is just gathering the information we need online. Most communication is done via email these days um, in, in regards to summer schools. So it's all about keeping in touch and uh, keeping on top of things is the key thing when going through any application process. Brilliant. And where, where do you find out about these summer schools, Dan? Where, where would you typically search for online? So university websites would be my key go-to. I think all universities will promote their own activities um, on the university websites. So of course, got Uni Taster Days, which I know a number of universities will um, put their summer schools on, including ourselves. Um, 
but um, social media as well. Lots of universities will push the opportunities out through social media. Um, or via schools and colleges, we do a lot of work in sending the information out to teachers and careers advisors and those people in school um, who can hopefully pass on that information to young people. Yeah, thank you, Jake, and, and thank you very much for the Uni Taste Day shout out. One thing we do, as, as Jake mentioned, is we we are that kind of central source of finding out about information in relation to university events. And whereas our main audience, in terms of what we do, is school colleagues looking for stuff for their for their school and their school groups, of all the events that are listed for individual students on Uni Taste Days, by far the most popular one is summer school. So what I'll vow to do as a result of this podcast is is make sure we, we have that comprehensive source. At the moment, we've, we've got most unis. Uh, I don't think we've got all uni summer schools. So what we'll do is build a page that, that anyone can go to that's going to say what a summer school is, what to expect, probably have a link to this podcast as part of it, but also have that comprehensive directory and, and students can therefore go there. One thing that I'm always conscious of and it is about eligibility. And like some summer schools have you know, very specific eligibility. It'd be really useful, Jake, if you, if you don't mind just giving us a bit of info in terms of, of kind of what you guys do and, and, and what the, the broad eligibility might be for, for some of your programmes. Absolutely. I think that's a really key part of, of summer schools. They're often run in different ways by different universities, um, but we'll all have some sort of expectation around um, getting involved. That's usually split into two broad main camps. There will usually be something around academic eligibility whether that's you are studying certain subjects or looking at rough predicted grades on, on where you're going to achieve. Um, and then the wider eligibility is is quite complex, I will say. Um, it varies massively depending on the different universities. They will often be for students from underrepresented backgrounds um, at universities in a lot of cases, but not all. That can mean different things for, for different universities. In some cases, there are things that will play across the board best thing I can say is go and have an explore every summer school will have an explanation of who's eligible to join um the application form will often ask all sorts of different questions about your family background and situation and gather all sorts of data um, but don't be put off by those initial questions I know ourselves at Lancaster and another other universities I know of will look at data around your school and college as well and your postcode in the local area um, so I'd always suggest to anybody and we often find people do is if you're not sure around eligibility um, ask the question of the university send a quick email or, or ask a quick question we often find find a large number of um, young people who wanted to take part in a summer school um, didn't know they were eligible to to meet the criteria to take part. Can I ask ask a question about kind of maybe um, cost that might be attached? People might be thinking, how much does this cost? What's your experiences here? So for Lancaster and all of the summer schools I've been involved with before, there is no cost attached whatsoever for attendance. And that's a big part of the reason we do them is to provide um, young people um, ourselves with the experience. Um, we take that a step further as well in that ensuring cost isn't a barrier at all. So um, for ourselves, we'll cover any reasonable travel costs to come and attend the summer school, whether that's um, public transport or train tickets coaches will often put on from big cities and all of the food and accommodation and all of the costs are involved we wouldn't want anyone to not be able to attend due to any sort of financial um, barrier so we try and keep it as as cost um, neutral as possible uh, from our perspective one thing i did in preparation for this podcast is have a look at, at eligibility in terms of other universities because i knew jake was going to do a brilliant job in terms of telling us about lancaster but I just thought it'd be really useful to, to find out what other universities do. And one example here is the University of Southampton. 
they've got a residential experience and they do that every summer. And what they say is that participants must meet at least one of their one in participation criteria. So that might be things like the first generation of your immediate family to go to university. It might be based school data based on the school's performance and um, various various data related to that. It might be based on home postcode. Uh, and again, you can look at that in your own time. It might be based on, on, on growing up and perhaps in local authority care. Um, it tends to be a lot of the time state schools and only open to state schools. And that's the case with this one. So I think what you can do, as Jay said really, really well, is, is just have a look at, at various experiences, various residentials and have a look at what they ask for. And you probably find there's going to be a lot of similarities between many of them. And the Southampton one, just as, as Jay touched on as well, links to you need to have you need to be interested in the subjects that are being covered and and therefore potentially you might end up obviously you know progressing to be a student out of that uni brilliant thank you john and thank you jake for your overview on summer school join us off this short break for part two as we'll be digging down into some more lived experiences of summer schools including our brilliant student panel who have gone through themselves and even work on ones that are coming up for future students to take part in Welcome back to part two of the Uni Guide. As promised, we're gonna be talking to our brilliant student panel members. First, we've got Emma. Emma, I'd just like you to reflect, it's not so long ago, but what was the, like the biggest impact that summer schools had on you? I think they really shaped my perception of university as a whole, because I had the opportunity to go on campus, stay there, um, and actually interact with current students, and really just get such an authentic insight into university life. Um, because I was actually in a lecture, we did a presentation. So for me, that was the closest I could get to actually being a student and actually, yeah, just a great opportunity, I think, overall. Thanks, Emma. I like that word authenticity, being authentic, being able to actually see what it was like before you went on. So with that in mind then, how much did your experience of summer schools actually impact on you going on and studying at university as you are now today? So I did a widening participation summer school at Lancaster University and actually did mine in sociology because I did sociology A-level and at the time, to be honest with you, I was really quite, <laughs> I was really stressing out my family because um, I had no clue what I wanted to study at university, absolutely no clue. I did think did a full circle of, let's try politics, what about IR, what about business, no, what about languages, what about English, like we actually going to that summer school on its own, I think gave me that clarity it gave me the understanding that I could thrive at university. Okay then, if you don't mind, what sort of stuff did you get up to on that summer school experience and what kind of skills or maybe experiences did that provide you? We stayed in university accommodation. We did university university kind of style lectures. We um, I met with other university students who were from who were from all over the UK, like um, and. We also had like a social program, so we had activities in the evening, and yeah, we also had like we also got fed, which was really cool. Um, and our travel and everything, to be honest, our travel and everything was all paid for, so it didn't cost a penny. Um, and I actually think that the skills I picked up from that summer school, for example, during the presentation, meeting new people, like living away from home for a bit, was actually a really really valuable experience because. They were skills that are really transferable. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing, Emma. Next, we've got Anton. Anton, welcome back to the Uni Guide. Just out of curiosity, how did you feel when you were firstly applying and maybe before you started to attend um, your summer school? When I was in sixth form, I had the chance to sign up for the Uni of Kent summer school. 
I was a bit nervous at first because it was a residential trip uh, away from home and I was yeah I was just nervous to go away really because I, th- I think it was three days if I remember correctly yeah that's understandable um so what was your experience like was it worthwhile a really good time I met some lovely people that were from all over the place because there were other people just like me looking at going to Kent but they came from all over the place what were the biggest kind of takeaways from you from that experience that you kind of drawn on before you went to university for me getting to actually stay at the University of Kent and experience the accommodation was really nice I in fact I ended up living in the same college when I went there and that was sort of the impact that it had on me. I knew that's where I wanted to go and I felt comfortable there. So I couldn't um, recommend going on summer schools more. I think they're brilliant. And, you know, if you don't get a chance to do open days or as many as you'd like, then the summer schools work as a sort of perfect uh, opportunity to to still get that experience and uh, have a look around, see what uni's about and speak to ambassadors who have a lot of insight to share. Thank you, Anton, for sharing. No, it's it's important to note here, you know, you went to summer schools, you then went on to that study of that university you are now, and you're also working within that university to, to help future kind of students, future generations of students taking those, those same steps, making those same decisions and going through that experience that you did. I think it'd be great to kind of capture your your thoughts here. So this July, I'm actually going to be working a summer school uh, for the University of Kent. Now that I'm an outreach tutor slash outreach officer, I'll um, I'll actually be working on one, which is really exciting, to be honest, because it feels almost like I've come full circle. So I've come from being, you know, the interested student to sort of blossoming into a a student that's been through the experience and, and now can share that with other people. And Brilliant. Thank you, Emma, and thank you, Anton. Some powerful stuff there and always great to get your lived experience there. So let's go back to our, our guests. So we've got John and we've got Jake. I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts, you know, since we've had the pandemic, which we touched on before, um, but with that, you now we've got two offers because we had, they had to adjust um, so we've got face-to-face and virtual. I just wanted you to kind of like think about what they are and how you can clarify the difference between the two and anything you'd like to kind of share with our audience. Absolutely. So the, there is a clear distinction between them, but virtual is very much here to stay for summer schools and it is not all just going back to face-to-face residentials. Um, a number of universities are still doing virtual summer schools um, or often now is a, a hybrid mix of the two is a face-to-face shorter residential supported by online sessions before and afterwards. I know that's one we've been involved with um, with some other um, universities in the Northwest um, for one of our online medicine summer schools was um, a series of online sessions in the run-up to start some work, independent work, start some research, a residential and an experience of the the universities involved and then some follow-up online as well and because actually it's much easier uh, for everybody to sit and listen um, to some stuff that is no point delivering it in person if actually we can deliver it online. Okay Jake just to push a little bit further so maybe someone's got a student or a child that is thinking of applying just to a virtual summer school anything they might you know need to take into consideration here i think if you're looking down the full virtual summer school option um 
just be aware of the commitment that's involved in that. Universities are very conscious that they've got to fit around everybody else's lives, so they're unlikely to ask you to sit for nine to five at a computer or, or a mobile phone all day. Um, but if parents and guardians are looking to support um, young people to attend and take part in these events, just giving them the space to do that. I think we often found that um, there's two ways to take part in a virtual summer school. You can engage with it and really get on board and get involved in the sessions or it can just be sitting playing in the background while um, you're off doing other stuff. And I'd really encourage um, parents and guardians in particular to encourage young people to engage and take part in the virtual sessions rather than just sitting and listening because you get much more out of it both ways. In your opinion, and you can come in here, John, if you like to as well, you mentioned medical, but other subjects as well. Whether a student goes on a virtual um, summer school or they go to a, a face-to-face one obviously in my opinion it's always great to be face-to-face to be able to see all those things that you've pointed out and, and test the facilities and, and try things would it make any difference to, to maybe how a personal statement was read in the future so they both had that experience is one going to be seen as higher than the other or as more you've, you've shown more interest there or what are, you, what are your thoughts here because that might be a concern that a parent might have from my perspective, it is so much more about how the young person has engaged with it, regardless of the format the summer school took place and how you talk about that in a person statement. Okay, great. What about content? The content and the sessions will often be quite similar in the two formats, just delivered in a slightly different way. They're all going to look to cover things around the student experience and the academic um, content as well. And I think it's throwing yourself in the deep end as a young person um, engaging and taking part in those activities and then when the personal statement comes around is explaining the benefits that summer school gave whatever format it took um whether that was virtual or face-to-face um the format isn't the key thing to be honest it's not something we would look at in incredible detail it's much more about what was gained from the experience and how it was actually useful for that university preparation and I'd say just jumping in there as well, I'd, I'd say exactly, exactly the same thing. I think whenever you know, I'm chatting to students, parents, teachers in relation to personal statements and supporting students, I'd always say that, that whatever you do, you can make it you know, super relevant to a course. And, and I know a lot of people in the sector talk about the ABC, A being the activity where you say what you've done, B being the benefit of, of, of the activity and what the benefits are, and then C making it relevant to your course. So I think whether it's, it's virtual, whether it's face-to-face in terms of the, the actual delivery, students can make it a really key part and a really impressive part of their personal statement just by wording accordingly. The only thing I would say, just, and this is only my own personal opinion, is, is I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of summer schools when it is when it is in person. I think there's, there's very various reasons why that might not be possible, but but a big part for summer schools, in my opinion, is, is actually having that experience when you can stay overnight at uni and, and get involved in in the day stuff, you know, that in terms of the academic side of things, but also doing the evening activities whether that's you know going to a, a restaurant and having like a buffet which is one of the ones that, that i used to do going to laser quest going to you know, various activities and so students actually get to live you know students at school college get to live like a student at university and, and you just can't get that experience pretty much anywhere else that brings us to the end of part two join us in part three as as always we'll be talking about sort of resources tips ways you can support young people who are going to go through the summer school process Jake, would you agree? I mean, I guess one of the things that's come out of this podcast so far is from Emma and from Anton is they've gone through the summer school experiences and asking those students who were taking part, who are already at the university, the ambassadors, um, was really key for them. If you think about Anton's story, he's gone over to do that, that the same thing. So would you agree? It's, you know, it's an important thing to kind of have 
if 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 that if your child or if that pupil is going, you know, to get them to ask those questions, get them to interact with those those slightly older people who have gone through the process, because they're the ones, you know, that have got the the most recent lived experience, rather than trying to sell you that place at, at university. What what have you got to say here? And we've got a really good pool of four or five current of our student ambassadors who work and support our summer schools who attended actually. Uh, um, one of the summer schools I ran a number of years ago. And that's really nice to see because they know the experience and know what that young person is going through as they attend. Um, so it's it's a really valuable way to find out and, and see how they're getting on. And they really love it as well because they're giving back to the experience that was so pivotal to them. Um, we've got a particular student ambassador who said they'd set up a WhatsApp group off the back of their summer school experience at Lancaster. They're still in touch now. They're at universities all across the country studying their degrees, but they're still chatting and getting on um having that fantastic experience so it was clearly really valuable for them um and a really good experience for them to take part in and it's also really nice very simply we get contact quite regularly off parents and carers either during the summer school or afterwards just saying how valuable their young person found it and it's alleviated some of those fears about going away from home because there's no way of getting a, around how big a step it is to go and spend some time away from home particularly post um COVID-19 if you've not and you've been doing a lot of home learning to step away and do that um I think parents and young people are finding that really valuable all the student ambassadors that that I used to work with when I used to be involved in them absolutely loved summer schools and, and from their perspective you can see how that would be the case because they a are getting paid for it but b they're essentially meeting new people helping people out and they might put you know in job applications in the future say that they you know were mentoring someone that was on on one and I think for students they're a great opportunity. They're actually at university. But also it means that students that are considering university sees kind of the, the best of, of that environment as well because the students want to be there. It's not like they've been told to go. They, they're they choosing to go there. Absolutely. Earlier, Anton kind of mentioned, you know, he, he shared, you know, really honestly, he was nervous. Um, but I guess, you know, what he was saying as well is like, you know, everyone's in the same boat. So if you are concerned about how your child might fit in and mix and make friends, it is a fantastic opportunity to meet people from different parts and different different backgrounds as well. But essentially, everyone's kind of in the same boat, a bit like, you know, the first couple of weeks at university. What would you say? Yeah, and I think the first thing to remember is that this is the same for every parent who's sending their summer school across the country and every young person who's going on a summer school is that everybody is thrown in the deep end with people they don't know from all sorts of different backgrounds and, and it's right to be a bit nervous about that but it's totally fine um we found that um people who attend our summer schools seem to gel and and get to know each other really well despite coming from all sorts of different backgrounds and all over the country and actually we've just run um, a series of focus groups with our current students who ended up studying at, at the university so about half of the students who attended our summer schools will traditionally go on to apply to Lancaster as a university and a lot of them come and study with us. Um, and the massive thing that came out of those summer schools wasn't what we expected, which was all around them being prepared and used to the academic study and, and, and things like that. It was that they felt like it was right for them to go to university. They felt comfortable and could see themselves there, which they hadn't done beforehand. Just really to add that that the students will be going into a really supportive environment and and there's there's people there that are trained and, and do a lot of training to make sure the students do feel comfortable so if you're more so for the parents rather than the teachers listening but if you're a parent that is worried about your or parent or guardian that is worried about your son daughter going into that environment and just being plonked in a room with people they don't know 
Um, they might be, that might be the case you know, right at the start where they don't know anyone, but but there's student, student ambassadors that are there, there's staff, you know, people like like myself when I was help, volunteering to help out and we'll be very conscious that if if that student is on their own, they will have someone that's going to come over and, and give them a hand. And, and I have to say, as, as a parent, I've kind of seen that firsthand because I took my daughter yesterday to her first gymnastics class and and I could watch in the crowd and you can see it when she walks in and just doesn't know anyone and looks around and and that exact same thing happened in that scenario where a member of staff came over, um, obviously said hello to her and then went to introduce, they took her over and, and introduced her to someone that had been there for a couple of years. And, and that type of thing, you know, obviously people that do summer schools aren't six years old, but that type of thing will happen on summer schools. And if, you know, if a student goes in and doesn't know anyone, that's one thing that as staff, as student ambassadors, we will will do and we'll make sure that they're comfortable as soon as possible. And I think a really important point is that all of the staff, and I know because I know colleagues across the university sector who deliver some schools, is are incredibly passionate and about doing them and really actually enjoy the delivery and want all the young people attending to have the best possible experience. So I've always said I it's great to get to know the people attending and, and get to know their names and and support them in that first scary world but it's absolutely fine if a parent carer rings me we universities will give you a contact number we'll give you our email address i'm more than happy if you ring me at six o'clock on the first day and say my son or daughter hasn't let me know they've arrived can you chase them and it's it's really good entertainment to go and pull them out in the welcome talk and say can you please text your mum back because they've not heard yet so um with that nice first step before they come on to university proper to to settle in and, and it's nice to get to know a staff member as well to support them as they go into that summer school experience okay what advice can you provide in terms of teachers and how they can support that young person teachers i would say that initial first step is signposting and helping those young people find those experiences you'll probably um, get a load of emails or know a load of different information channels that the young people don't finding that initial step and supporting them through the process um, some students will need more help than others in that applying to the summer schools process but hopefully you can support them through that um, as i mentioned earlier um, some take place during term time and it's that flexibility to decide that is the summer school experience going to be as valuable as it would be for them to still be in school or college if they are going to miss a bit of study time can you work with them to catch up that work and make sure they don't miss anything um, and helping them reflect when they get back is really important as well so um, don't just let them go on the summer school and then never talk about it again check in with them when they return how was it how can they use what they've experienced on that summer school in their personal statement or mm. helping them support school is really important that's a really key point i'm glad to pull that up because i'm thinking from a from a parent and carer's point of view so i was going to say maybe how can they help prepare them so when i'm saying prepare i'm not just saying like help them pack the bag and think about what they need to bring thinking about how they can get the most out of the whole experience I think a key thing for us, um, for parents to do is is just support your your child or young person to engage with the program as best as they possibly can. It, it's as we've said many times, it's a massive step to stand and wave them off at a train station with that bag you've helped them pack as they go off. Um, but trust that they will engage and they will be 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 comfortable. Um, I think young people often, um, if it's their first time away from home, um, it is a struggle for them. So those check-ins, checking they're okay, but also trusting that they will get on with it and and not not be worried about them is so important. I think trying to encourage them to engage in as many possible opportunities during the summer school as they can and really make the most of that experience. John, do you have any uh, other kind of maybe practical or maybe hints and tips before we close? 
not much more than, than Jake said to be honest. I think Jake's advice there and, and your advice to him is, is really useful. The, I, I suppose the only thing that I would kind of reinforce, because Jake said loads about parents and guardians and the, the massive influence you have and the massive role you have in this. But for teachers, careers, colleagues that listen to this, I think it's, it, it is you are the, the signpost, not just to find out about the opportunities and, and hopefully using resources like Uni Taste Days that's going to support with that. But but also there's going to be a lot of students that just aren't going to have a foggiest clue what a summer school is. So actually, you know, your role there is, is not just saying all these summer schools are out there, there's all these opportunities, but actually just saying to students what they are, but also what the benefits are and, and what you'll learn, what you can reflect. And and I think there's they're so powerful. Like the more I think about it, actually, the more powerful I think they are. And every step of it, like you, the, the second you 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 leave your home and potentially stay somewhere overnight for the first time, you're meeting new people. You're going to find out what type of people you like, what type of people you don't like spending. You know, do, do you like spending time with, with people that are, are super confident, super outgoing, or or people that are a little bit quieter? Do you like you know what type of food do you like when you're not being told perhaps what is you need to be eating? And, and every step of it, then you you've obviously, of course, Jake got the academic stuff as well. But every step of it, you're, you're learning about yourself. And I, I couldn't be a bigger fan of summer schools than perhaps I, I already am. Okay, that just leaves me to say thank you very much, Jake, uh, for taking part uh, and all your insights and experiences unveiled today. And um, thank you, John. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been great. You've been listening to the Uni Guide, the guidance podcast you need to support students with university decisions. If you have any comments, suggestions to ask a question or absolutely anything else, do contact us using info at unitasterdays.com. Stay tuned, like and share, and as always, take care. This podcast was produced by Tim Rowe for Unitaster Days.